Welcome to Creative MKE, a conversation show from Imagine MKE, where we talk to creative leaders in Milwaukee to highlight all the incredible transformative power of their work in our region. We hope that after listening, you'll be able to imagine our city's arts and culture ecosystem and all the awesome artists, organizations, and creative assets within it in a new way. I'm your host, Elizabeth Gasparka. Hey there, welcome to Creative MKE. Today, I am speaking with Dee Kirschling, a board member and the volunteer coordinator at Girls Rock Milwaukee. Girls Rock Milwaukee is an organization focused on empowering girls, women, and gender expansive individuals through music education and performance. Their work is focused on fostering independent thinking, building positive self-esteem, and bridging cultural and social divides through supportive community. In their workshops, panels, and events, Girls Rock is dedicated to creating safe spaces to explore music through collaboration, expression, and technical skills. My guest today, Dee Kirschling, was born, raised, and currently resides in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and encourages others to do so as well. In addition to her leadership at Girls Rock, Dee is also the founder of National Diorama Month, an organization that looks to increase interest and attention to the art, craft, and fun of diorama making while raising money for local nonprofits. If you enjoy today's conversation, please go ahead and take a moment to subscribe to Creative MKE wherever you stream podcasts. While you're there, feel free to share about the episode on social media or leave a reading or review of the show. While you're at it, you can also follow along with the adventures and the work of Imagine MKE by liking or following us on socials. Learn more about us and how you can get involved with Imagine MKE through our brand new website, imaginemke.org. Thank you. Creative MKE is supported through a partnership with Shepherd Express. For more than 40 years, Shepherd Express has proudly advocated for arts and culture in the Milwaukee area. You can hear more podcasts like this one at shepherdexpress.com. Today's feature music is by Girls Rockers from summer 2018. The songs are Jetlag by Bucket List and Relatively Simple by Existing is Exhausting, featuring artists including Ashley Biasi, Willow Dworshak Kinter, Ava Gessner, Lucia Pierce Haig, Emily Treffert, Anna Lydia Pieria, Eva Antoine, Sydney Stern, Elena Dahan, and Nico Houghton. Stick around for my conversation with Dee Kirschling from Girls Rock Milwaukee after the break.
Welcome, Dee. Hi. Nice to have you here. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. Really excited to speak with you about Girls and Ladies Rock. Yeah. Before we get started, I want to invite you to tell me about a Milwaukee musical experience that left a strong imprint on you. Ooh, uh, so I do have a good story for this. In the latter mid-90s, I was with my boyfriend at the time, and we went to go see the box tops at Plate State Fair. And it's not that we were a big fan of the box tops, but we were a big fan of the singer of the box tops, who was Alex Chilton, mm. who we liked more for his work with Big Star, a band popular in the 70s. Mm-hmm. So we just thought we'd go and check out the box tops, maybe see if we get an autograph, whatever. And they were playing like three shows that day. So we showed up early for the first show and he came out and we're like, my God, my God. <laughs> and I went out, I'm brave or try to be brave. And I went over and I chatted him up a little bit. And my boyfriend came over and we kind of talked him up and then just went and sat down and waited for the show. And he actually came over before, you know, after their sound check and like sat and hung out with us. Whoa. And then for those three shows, we just decided to stay. We didn't want to miss an opportunity. And he did. He hung out like in between every show. He was like hanging out. We like walked mm. around State Fair a little bit and hung wow. out and talked. And I just went ahead and asked him what he was doing the next night, which was Friday. And he didn't have anything (laughs) on his docket. So I called in sick to my job at Pizza Shuttle. (laughs) And we uh, swung by his hotel and picked him up and went to the Uptowner. Dang. And Jalisco's. And hung out all night and had a great time. And exchanged numbers. And anytime he was kind of in the Midwest or in a drivable distance, Mm. uh, we would go and see him and hang out. Um, he would go on tour with the box tops or he had solo uh, endeavors that he would do. And he even like welcomed my husband when I met my husband and he started coming to hang out. So we had like a genuine friendship, which was even still crazy to think about now. So, um, yeah, it was really just an idol of mine that, you you know, they say don't meet your idols, but every once in a while it works out okay. That's amazing. Yeah, so, I love that you went to the Uptowner. Yeah. <laughs> That's As so... was the style of the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Late 90s. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. And I feel like that also signifies the sense of hospitality that I think musicians and artists experience when they're here. Like there's a there's just this ardent love of music that exists everywhere. But in Milwaukee, it just feels really positive And I know bands that have come through always just love the hospitality that they experience. And so thank you for being a great ambassador of Milwaukee (laughs) culture to Alex Chilton. Are you still in touch with him? Well, uh, unfortunately, he did pass away. Oh, my goodness. In 2010. R.I.P. We were in touch and Mm. I did get to see him quite frequently. So it's a a joy in my life. That's wonderful. Well, thanks for sharing that. So speaking of music in Milwaukee. You are the volunteer coordinator and a board member for Ladies and Girls Rock. Tell me, what is Ladies and Girls Rock? So uh, we are an organization that right now focuses programming on camps for people with little to no musical experience. Mm-hmm. The camps for kids are set up in two week uh, in two one week increments during the summer, mm-hmm. and then we have an adult version that's usually three days, usually in the spring. And so you come together, learn to play an instrument, form a band, write a song with that band, and then perform that song in front of an audience at the end of camp. Sweet. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Who is Girls Rock for and who is Ladies Rock for? 
So despite the name, we are inclusive to all genders. We like to open it up to participants and gender expansive youth and adults. Mm. Wonderful. That's really exciting. Yeah, I think the name, you know, is a, it's, it sounds very gendered, but I love to hear that it's, it's an inclusive program. Right. And so you're saying that anyone who identifies as a girl or as a lady or is female identifying in some way. Or just, yeah, somewhere on that gender expansive spectrum mm-hmm. is welcome. We look to create a safe space for people who want to experience music that maybe haven't had the opportunity because of certain attitudes in the musical business mm. that we encounter. Mm. Oh, the patriarchy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the I patriarchy. See. It's always there. Yeah. Right, right. So, so exciting and so cool. I know people who have really benefited from these programs. And a few years ago, I had the opportunity to be a speaker on a panel for Ladies Rock, which was really um, an amazing, wonderful experience for me. But I want to talk about what these programs do. So at the heart of the camps and the workshops for adults, there's this sort of intentional play and this this space that's created for musical exploration, creativity, community building, relationship building in a safe space. So I just want you to speak to, from your perspective, how you've seen that impact people on the gender spectrum who participate in these programs. How does it impact the participants? Well, so I was a camper at the very first Ladies Rock that we had. I had never never heard of the program before and signed up for it very much on a whim Mm -hmm. within 10 minutes of learning about it. And I remember feeling very nervous about the other people that I was going to be with, you know, mm. what is the attitude? What what was the vibe going to be? Because mm-hmm. sometimes we can be so cruel to each other. But what I found was such an open, caring environment. You you go and and everybody was vulnerable with the same, you know, everybody was feeling the same feelings and feeling vulnerable and trying to share something about themselves. That it was really amazing to be a part of that and it changed my life in that moment immediately that I knew I wanted to be involved. Uh, mm-hmm. And I've been involved ever since then. You know, music is the catalyst that brings the programming together, but it's such a small part of really everything. You know, we, we're looking for empowerment. We're looking for self-reflection. Mm-hmm. We're looking to encourage others to participate in whatever arts programming might be their calling. Mm. I'd love if you could speak to the range of instruments that people might explore in these camps and workshops. Sure. You know, uh, the lessons, because it is a a quick, short program, Mm -hmm. we generally focus on what a rock band would have. Mm -hmm. So we do vocals, bass, guitar, drums, and keyboards. So usually um, the campers can pick their first, second, and third choices, and then we'll work from there and form their bands. Mm -hmm. And who instructs the campers? Uh, local musicians, volunteers that we have come in for that. Super cool. Yeah. And how do you recruit your your volunteer teachers? Oh, I am out there on them streets. <laughs> um, I personally don't try to let an opportunity go by when I when I meet somebody and they've got that right kind of vibe going on and they've got the right kind of experience. I am asking them if they want to be involved. I'm telling them about our program and just really so it's 
been a lot of word of mouth for me, a lot mm-hmm. of people that I've known. Um, my husband is kind of out in the music scene, mm-hmm. so he's been helpful introducing me to people and just people. I've, I mean, I'm older, so I've just known a lot of people my whole life, and I'm just bringing them into this program left and right. <laughs> awesome. So, yeah, I love what you were just touching on, D, about just music making and how it's, you know, a confidence booster. It's it's also shown to reduce anxiety, improve relationship building, um, even improve like brain function. You know, you're planting seeds, right, with with people who may be brand new to music and may go on to become musicians or truly embrace that part of themselves and explore that further. Challenging themselves. Like so many people, especially in ladies rock, never thought that they could do something Mm. that they are currently doing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just uh, really amazing to see that transformation for people. Mm -hmm. I'd love to hear a little bit about that. What are some of the groups that you've seen over the years that have kind of come out of or emerged from these these programs? We have two very popular uh, girls rock bands, mm-hmm. uh, Gas Station Sushi and Negative Positive. Yes. Now those children that originally started at Girls Rock are now young adults, college age, um, but still out there, still performing. Right. Uh, it's really amazing. And even... You know, if we don't get a lot of longevity from the bands, I know mm-hmm. that we get a lot of longevity from the feelings they got from from the program. Mm, absolutely. I want to go back to what you just mentioned about the programs kind of challenging the participants to maybe conduct some self-reflection or stretch themselves in terms of acquiring a new skill. In my own experience, speaking on a panel for Ladies Rock It's so funny. The prompt was to like reflect on what does songwriting mean to you? How did you come to become a songwriter? And I had all these prepared notes and I was in the space with all of these really wonderful, warm human beings and just listening to the other panelists speak about their own lives and the role that songwriting has played in their lives. I kind of was shook and I ended up not really speaking on my notes at all, my prepared notes, and just like shared this traumatic story from my own life about about how I started to dig into personal narrative and this experience that I had as a teenager that I had never shared with anyone before. It's amazing. Yeah. And it was because of that space of just vulnerability and trust and compassion that was created by the leaders of Ladies Rock and the participants in that panel. But I feel like that was a turning point for me as as a songwriter and as an artist. I love to hear it. You have really come down to the essence of what we're trying to do and what we're trying to build. That is beautiful.
So do you just spoke about, you know, how Ladies and Girls Rock is trying to empower the individual to proceed in their lives as artists and step into the future and perhaps pursue music in the future with more confidence and perhaps even explore other areas of the music industry, like being part of a venue or going into music production. And that's just making me think about the amazing network of venues that we get to enjoy in this city. So I just want to ask you, how does Girls and Ladies Rock interact with our with our music scene, both the underground music scene and the more established music scene. Yeah. Um, so one of our co-founders uh, is Ashley Smith, and she was in the band Whips, uh, which is oof, a great band. Mm. And, you know, she was a musician. She is a musician, loves music. And, you know, being a woman in the music scene really kind of had a firsthand experience about what a boys club Mm. The Milwaukee music scene or any music scene could be. Mm -hmm. um, and then in, in turn, Ladies Rock was founded uh, partially by Mary Joy Hickey, who is from Foxface. Mm -hmm. And she kind of felt the same thing. We had a lot of parents of the kids wondering if there was ever going to be a program for them to explore. So, mm -hmm. you know, we just wanted to be able to create those kind of safe spaces that we had for the kids to move on to the adults and uh, really facilitate all that. You know, we've had a couple of bands I mentioned are Negative Positive and Gas Station Sushi that really, you know, sustained themselves for years after participating in our program and have come back as adults and volunteered with their skills. Um, every camp that we hold, we have multiple um, local acts that come and perform and play mm. for us. Mm -hmm. So we have had Raina, Rat Bath. Schleyberry, Scam Likely, very popular band mm -hmm. this year. Um, we've also partnered with a couple of events around town. We're just recently partnered with Chosen Events. Mm -hmm. They're an LGBTQ plus event company. Uh, and Company Brewing, we're part of a monthly round robin showcase, mm -hmm. which we're primarily featuring queer women artists, but it's been really amazing so far. Um, you know, We've worked with so many people and we're so thankful that people have been generous and had a willingness to prop open doors that they have found locked. Mm -hmm. So moving forward with, you know, we want our hope is that Girls Rock and Ladies Rock camps can give back as much as we've received from everybody that has come forward and, and helped us and and helped the music scene move forward to a more equitable place. Mm, love it. Beautifully said. Yeah, it sounds like there's just like this rich give and take between Girls and Ladies Rock and local venues and local artists that just continues to build momentum. People learn about the program and how could they not want to support it? Really? <laughs> mm, true that. So I want to just open it up a little bit. How can music lovers who are listening to this conversation and intrigued by the concept get involved or support the work of Girls and Ladies Rock? So if you'd like to support the Girls Rock Milwaukee mission where we empower individuals and marginalized communities, uh, you can follow us on social media. You can share and like our posts. I mean, something is that simple. Mm -hmm. um, you can volunteer with us. I know we've talked a little bit about um, our music instructors, but there are many different types of roles available. You don't have to have music experience. You don't have to have 
performing experience, anything like that, I mean, you can come down and help us move equipment around. You mm. can have one day available. We have room for you to come and volunteer. And I will say that a lot of our volunteers come back again and again and again because the experience they've had has been so wonderful and so fulfilling. Um, obviously, we do take donations as well. Mm -hmm. That is in musical equipment and cash money. <laughs> so feel free to follow us on social media to find out ways to donate. You can also sign up for our newsletter that we have on our website, girlsrockmke.org. Thank you. So once the participants have dug into music and done their exploring where do they showcase what they've come up with? What's What does that look like? Can you tell me a little bit about the sort of culminating event from Girls Rock? So we actually just had our second session showcase on the 30th, mm -hmm. so a few days ago. Mm -hmm. And for Girls Rock, we have that at Turner Hall. So it is a huge venue. Yeah. And it's we have obviously a lot of parents and family members, but we do invite the public to come as well. Mm -hmm. um, we admission is on a sliding scale. No one is turned away for their inability to pay uh, because we just want everybody to come and experience and see what these kids have done and had to offer. Uh, Ladies Rock, we've had venue changes. Mm -hmm. um, we have been at a few local places. I don't have a new place set up yet for next year mm -hmm. because we've just finished programming. We haven't yet begun sure. programming for next year, but um, we're usually at a little bit of a smaller, more intimate venue, but it's been... Um, really fun. And it's a great way, you know, when you go through this program and then you're actually up on a real actual stage where there's a real sound check and a real person running the lights is just an, a beautiful cherry on top of the experience, I think. Super cool. So you just mentioned Turner Hall Ballroom. I want to give you a chance to shout out any of the partner organizations that help Girls Rock, you know, fulfill their mission. Absolutely. Uh, we have a few of our partners. We have Music Around. Um, they've been holding events for us to come in and actually help the kids learn about musical instruments and mm. do shopping events. Cactus Club. We work with them closely. Yeah, love them. Uh, we just had a book club meeting there just the other day where we sponsored this month's book read. It was very great. Sea Dog Creative. Um, does a lot of our AV stuff. Uh, mm -hmm. Lion's Tooth Bookstore has been very supportive. And of course, we have our co-founder, Valerie Lux. Uh, she has a restaurant group with Palomino, Honey Pie, Small Pie, and Comet. Mm. Um, she's one of our co-founders and has been uh, ex an excellent supporter for many years now. Awesome. So you just touched on, you know, events, sales at Music Go Round, and sort of the network the cultural network that Ladies and Girls Rock is embedded within. I just want to invite you to reflect a little bit on that. What is the footprint from your perspective of Ladies and Girls Rock as a nonprofit organization operating in the cultural space? You know, we, we have just a very small staff, mm -hmm. a part-time staff, but I feel like what we the work that we do can kind of affect the economy in a, like a less defined way. Mm. Our music education and performances are really just kind of the edge when it comes to our programming. Mm -hmm. So we're, you know, there's a deeper like impact when it comes to empowering individuals. Mm -hmm. You know, I really look at it at like a, like I said, the the music is the catalyst. Mm -hmm 
for getting us together, but what we're doing is changing these individuals' lives. We're mm. fostering their creativity, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of more soft skills. You talked about that workshop. We've got those kind of workshops going through all of our camps with different sorts of topics mm-hmm. for each of the girls and ladies or people that are the campers that are involved. Mm. You know, we want them to stand up for themselves, to know their value, mm. and to be able to, if they join the, you know, the Milwaukee creative scene, to be able to hold and advocate, for, hold space for themselves and advocate for themselves. Mm, beautifully said. I love that. Yeah. Just stepping into their authenticity and taking up space. Yeah. Those soft skills, as you mentioned, will end up helping them in their careers, no matter what they go on to do. Obviously, communication is so crucial, no matter what sector you work in. Yeah. So. I mean, we want to create healthy and balanced people. Mm. And, you know, the arts are part of a healthy and balanced life. So how can people follow all of the things that are going on with Girls Rock. So we're on all them socials. So we are at Girls Rock MKE and at Ladies Rock MKE on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, and then we we'll also have our email newsletter, which you can sign up for at www.girlsrockmke.org. Lovely. Well, Dee, before I let you scoot, I'm going to ask you just one more question. And So right now, the atmosphere that we're existing within here in Wisconsin is, I think you could call it a thriving art and music scene. Absolutely. But that's despite the fact that there is really almost no public support for the arts Mm -hmm. in our community. Wisconsin is currently 49th in the nation in terms of per capita funding for the arts. So I want to just invite you to imagine for a moment a future where individual artists and arts organizations experienced a higher degree of support. What would that mean for Milwaukee? What would that mean for the music community? You know, it would be really fantastic if the city and the state invested directly into arts programs and funneled more money towards arts organizations, even smaller ones like Girls Rock. And I would love to see a future that has permanent grant programming and funding to actively promote arts and community programs. Mm. It just makes sense. Um, You know, we would love to be a consistent presence. You know, ultimately our goal would be to have our own building, Mm. our own, uh, we'd love to rent out gear to these, you know, burgeoning bands to have Mm -hmm. practice space available and to do year round programming. Mm. So that is a struggle for us. And I imagine a struggle for many other arts organizations in the Mm -hmm. area. Um, If you really had more money and to be, I mean, it's, that's what everybody needs is more money, right? But mm-hmm. like you could change so much on a community level and a city level and a, a state level. It'd be amazing. You know, we have so many artists here trying to work. And if you were able to be more creative without having such a financial strain mm-hmm. and live your best life, we'd have so many more people that could have support in their chosen fields. And I think mm-hmm. you could increase, you know, mental and physical health if we're able to do the things we want to do mm-hmm. without having to worry all the time about so many other things. Wouldn't we change the world? Mm, I love that vision. Yeah, I think the sustainability piece that you're speaking to yeah. is is so crucial, right? Because arts organizations are so focused on just surviving at this point. Scraping there's, by, right? There's very little space to have more of a footprint and more of an impact and give back more to the community. 
So hopefully we are moving in that direction. I sure hope so. We did recently uh, advance from 50th in the nation to 49th in the nation. So things are shifting. Things are shifting in the community (laughs) um, and at the state level. So we'll just we're we're part of leading that charge at Imagine MKE. Um, But I'm so inspired by the work of Girls Rock. And I wish you much continued success. And I'll continue to be a, a big fan. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And we so appreciate your support. Thanks for being here. You bet. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the show, please share it with others, post about it, leave a rating or review, or contact us. Creative MKE is hosted, edited, and produced by me, Elizabeth Gasparka. It is recorded in beautiful downtown Milwaukee with engineering support from the good folks at PodCamp Media. Creative MKE's theme music was written and produced by Bobby Drake. To get involved or learn more about the work of Imagine MKE, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn, or visit us on the web.